Welcome back to Hear It and Laugh. We are an okay podcast about a good podcast about bad movies, books, and television, and hopefully in the future video games. This is episode 100. We've now done as many episodes as the number of points required for a snooker cueist to score a century break, a significant milestone. Speaking of milestones that happen when you get too many balls in one place, we are here to review, as always, the most recent episode of Read It and Weep. But we have nothing to review because Read It and Weep's 100th episode is utter bullcrap. It's just a clip show. The ultimate creative cop-out. So we've hacked into their servers and we're going to upload our show over there so that their listeners can hear our retrospective of their first 99 episodes. Doesn't that seem a bit meta? <laughs> Not as meta as next week when we're going to have to review our old retrospective. This week's episode, as always, is sponsored by no one. I am your host, Alex Shindig. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex under slash Shindig. My Twitter account is like a good review of Duke Nukem Forever. It doesn't exist. I've got a very special panel with me today. First up, she's a writer who makes dick jokes whenever she has a hard time coming up with something else. From the Commodore's boat on the leeward shores of Lake Titicaca, please welcome Andrea Sickles. I'll give you a hard time coming up with something else. Next up, she's a sexy baritone who has a real job and might have swallowed an angel from an undisclosed location. It's Anna Chandler. This catchphrase was brought to you by audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. There, we've done our good deed for the day. <laughs> and lastly, our very special guest. He's the thin-voiced ranger, the most frequent guest on the podcast. And in an MS painting drawing, he seems to have glasses. From Washington, D.C., it's Stephen Carter. This show needs more Stephen Carter. Anna, because of your impersonation of Chris's dulcet tones and freakish recall, it's your job to summarize this episode of Read It and Weep. Well, episode 100 featured the best, Space Shark, and the worst, Prime Minister Otto von Bismarck, of Read It and Weep's creation. There's a thin plot about the boys being trapped inside of a vault inside of a spaceship, and they reminisce about all the terrible things they've read, Twilight, and watched, also Twilight. They reaffirmed their love for Charlie's mustache, Keanu, and bleep tracks. It was a very lazy outing to cap off an impressive first hundred episodes of pain, bodybuilding, pain, objectivism, and lusting after Zac Efron. Let's hope that like Zach's, everyone gets only one clip show. Now, as always, we like to begin and end our show with a compliment. That's what makes us legitimate criticism instead of another mindless reading and weep fan podcast. Stephen, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last. Uh, I'll go first. All right. So I guess my compliment is uh, mostly for the episodes where I'm on the show. Uh, <laughs> well, there goes mine, too. Yeah, shit, sorry. Uh, uh, I just think I uh, bring out the best in it. And uh, l- l- let me let me be honest. I don't like Read It and Weep. I think it's a pretty, pretty terrible podcast. Um, You're a saint to endure it. <laughs> well, I just like to be honest. Um, I, I just, uh, I'm using it to advance my career as a future guest host on uh, Unlistened To Podcasts. So uh, it, it serves a purpose for me. Uh, but I, I just like the episodes where I'm on. You're using each other. It makes sense. Yeah. That's how the business works. That's exactly right. The podcasting business is cutthroat. All right. Very good. Anna? I'll go next. So this is actual compliment, unlike Stevens. Mine was real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, it was honest, that's for sure. So through Read It and Weep, I have learned many things, including the size of a whale's vagina, the time of the penguin's god rapture, and that Sarah Palin is a velociraptor. (laughs) I like velociraptors. Uh, um, I do have to say, actually, in all honesty, that that one about whale semen and the whale vagina, that was one of my favorite episodes that we've done. <laughs> Despite you not being on it? I think I was. Wasn't I on that one? Were you? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there are many episodes with the whale vagina, so. No, I remember because I definitely 
have like I get ads for whale semen on Google alerts because I had to Google that. <gasps> oh, that's right. If you remember the episode, it's a pretty good bet that Stephen was on it. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's so true. And I remember now because you were complaining that every time you were on the show, you had to Google things about fish parts. That's right. That's right. And I think I, I announced to the world that you can fit a lot of whale semen inside of me. <laughs> Did, did you phrase it that way as kind of an offer? <laughs> well, at least two of us live far from any ocean, so you're pretty safe. Also, we're not whales. Also fair. Okay, Andrea? Well, their celebrity impressions have come a long way. Do you remember episode four's deleted Audible ad with Kristen Stewart, Nicolas Cage, and Sean Connery? Oh, I try not to. Kristen Stewart. What do you think about this book I'm reading? Well, thanks to my role as Veronica Mars, I know I can certainly Google anything. Hang on, let me just see. Hey, it was pretty good! You know, you could actually be listening to that book instead of just Googling it. Yes, but I've been traumatized by seeing Jason Siegel's penis and forgetting Sarah Marshall, the movie which I starred in and you should go watch. I think I'll have to listen to books instead, but they're so expensive. What do I do? You can do it! <laughs> Thanks, Nick Cage, for reminding me that audiblepodcast.com slash weep gave me a one-week free trial, and I can take any book home for a week and keep it even if I cancel my subscription. Uh, Christian Stewart, do you know that you're not Kristen Bell? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Sean Connery. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. Identity crisis managed. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely one of the worst impressions of Kristen Stewart I've ever heard. Okay. Well, I am very conversant in Twilight now without ever having read it. So thanks a lot, guys. I really appreciate that. I can hold fairly complicated and complete conversations about the books and movies. And that helps, I guess, because I do teach and I do need to talk to teenage girls and overgrown teenage girls into their 40s and 50s. So thanks to you, I now speak their language. Appreciate it. Do you, like, work that into your lesson plans when you teach? That would probably help, honestly. Yeah. Like, if you, I don't know what you teach, but if you teach math, I mean, and I also I haven't read Twilight <laughs> books, but I assume there's some, like, if they if they do it, you know, that's addition right there, right? Multiplication. I think they were in a science room once or something. Oh, yeah. That's a lesson plan right there. Okay, today we'll be playing Capture the Hate. There'll be two teams, a lot of running around, and hate. <laughs> okay, does anyone want to start us off with the hate? Okay, I'll jump in. So one of the things that is not awesome about this show is that even though I love it and listen to it all the time, I cannot always tell them apart. The best episode was when they had Ezra swallow a bunch of helium first. Okay, so the thing that I liked about um, this book is that I felt really dizzy the whole time. <laughs> okay, ladies. I have a hate. Please. I pay the extra eight dollars a month for Read It and Wait Plus, and honestly, I think it's worse. It's mostly ads and sloppy editing. No, that's the same. All right, guys. Well, that finishes the game of Audible Ad. So uh, our next segment, which is called uh, Audible Ad, is going to feature Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage, and Kristen Bell. Well, what I really hated was the scene they played in uh, Left Behind, 
when they just didn't coordinate it at all and they all chose to play characters who'd been raptured. That was pretty irritating. Let's hear that clip. Uh, another thing, uh, another thing that I, I hate about Read It and Weep is uh, their their targets are, are really easy. It's you know it's easy to make fun of these bad things. So like that one episode where they tried to do like you know good literature ended up being pretty pretty terrible. Like the one when they uh, mm. reviewed Finnegan's Wake. Uh, guys, I don't know. My hate this week is that I am fucking sick of the Irish. <laughs> uh. They were no match for it. No. I thought they had a lot to say about Moby Dick. Guys, I mean, I can, just, can I just say about Moby Dick? Like, only one paragraph is spent talking about Moby Dick's vagina. <laughs> okay, more hates? I have one. The Audible ads have gotten super esoteric. Oh, actually, for real, that was one of my insults that I didn't use. <laughs> Sawdust. Desire. Cornstarch. Audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. <laughs> Recently, you've been doing the movie versions where you're trying to pitch an idea. And for a while, it was just like, guys, what if we made a movie where we were literally flinging shit against a wall? Yeah, yeah. And then this cannibal comes in and fucks a bunch of babies. Yeah. And then we nail all the babies on a tree and eat their guts. And I'm not really sure why that was supposed to sell Audible.com. Didn't Michael Bay already make that one? <laughs> <laughs> Read and Weeb's blue period, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what could we have done? What could you deserve? A violence like this? What could it's time for another hear it and laugh debate. question before us, has Read It and Weep jumped the shark? For the pro side, Stephen Carter. For the con side, Anna and Andrea. Stephen, you won the coin toss backstage, so you'll start. Okay, uh, I guess my first point here is um, the episode where they all visit Los Angeles and Alex is water skiing wearing the swimming trunks and a leather jacket and he jumps over a confined shark uh, just to demonstrate his bravery. I think that episode, they really jumped the shark. Let's hear that clip. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm driving a ski boat in LA. Oh my god, Alex, you okay back there, dude? Oh, we're about to go by a big ramp. I am a shark. <laughs> I did it! And you did it wearing leather, man. Fuck vegans, right? High yeah. five. Hey. Yeah, so, I mean, in that one, they were supposed to be reviewing Pride and Prejudice, so I have no idea. <laughs> why that went that way well darcy was kind of predatory and <laughs> sleek and gilly yeah no that's a good point maybe i missed the subtext but but to me jump the shark there counter argument how could you actually jump over a shark there is no gravity in space yeah, it's all it's all relative um i was thinking more physics of like the you know 1968 star trek rather than the 2009 star trek where i'll just i'll just be quieter well, that's exactly what I was thinking when I heard about a jumping the shark debate. So for agreeing with my initial 
estimation, the ladies win. The Reader and Weep has not jumped the shark because you can't do that in space. Okay, point two. They haven't jumped the shark unless you count that time when they jumped the shark to puss. <laughs> ah. Oh, we're about to go by a big ramp. I'm a shark to puss. <laughs> I did it! Fuck vegans, right? High five. Hey. <laughs> Steven, your response? That was the same fucking thing. <laughs> Point to Steven. Yes. Ah. My other argument was, how bad is a clip show, really? We just made them have to read Evermore, and that was basically a clip show of Twilight. Steven, your response? Yeah, uh... Shit, that was a good point. (laughs) (laughs) I win! Okay, uh, another point to the lady folk. Damn it. And now, worth more points than all of the previous rounds together, the ad hominem round. Steven, what do you have to say about these ladies? Uh, Yeah, I guess for my ad hominem attack, I'd say that um, you guys suck because you don't have me on your show more often. Very good point. I say he's just trying to build support for his spinoff, Carter's Martyrs. Yeah, I'm just going to read the Wikipedia article on, on different saints and martyrs and, and just to educate people about uh, humanity and sadness. And See, Stephen, that was actually my ad hominem attack against you, was that your voice leads me to believe all of your shark-related knowledge comes from Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in my defense, it's Wikipedia articles that I have edited. Oh. <laughs> okay, well... Anna knows more or less where I live and is more geographically close to me than the rest of you, so I'm going to go with Anna and Andrea win this one. God damn it. That was beautifully arbitrary. This ad was required but not approved by Audible. In a world with aliens. Oh, look, an alien. Hi, I'm Ben Rochlisberger, and I'm an alien. The aliens are all rapists. Hey, I didn't consent to the sex we're having. Nope. And they're super racist. Did you just call me a Jago? Only one thing can save humanity. Look, it's Audible Man! Sign up for a free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash weep. Can you help us with the aliens? Gotta go! Starring Ben Russellberger as the head alien. Even if you try to consent, we won't let you. Racist Alien Repus, the movie, coming soon to a theater near you. Brought to you by AudiblePodcast.com slash Read It and Weep. It's time for the last compliment you will ever have to give Read It and Weep. Until next week. Going in reverse order, it's me. Oh, God. Well, okay, so sometimes in this witch's brew of horrors, sometimes everything just comes together somehow, I'm sure unintentionally, and it's great. So when they were doing Twilight, they had that scene that Anna wrote in for them from her, you know, slash fic thing that she does where Edward and Jacob were getting unusually intimate and surprisingly passionate and Ezra and Chris were playing it and it just caught fire and Alex as Bella whining because no one's paying attention to her it all just came together out of parts that shouldn't have been useful for anything so let's hear that clip hey Jacob Let's scrapbook together. That's what I do when I really feel close to someone. Yeah, I could spend so much time next to your cold, beautiful skin. 
Here, let me take off my shirt just to make things more exciting. You're so warm. Please put some paste on the back of this picture. Certainly. Hey. Oh, I touched your hand. Oh. Hey, hey, guys. Guys, I'm still here. I'm lost in your eyes, Edward. I'm going to just write precious memories in curly cues under that photo you just pasted. Guys, just because I didn't put out doesn't mean that I don't want you guys to be here. Nobody likes you. What? She is the worst, is she not? Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) So that was truly something from nothing. Okay, Anna, do you have your final compliment? Yes, I do. So this compliment sandwich they do that makes them impartial criticism is transparent bunk. Now, that may sound like an insult, but I'm going to turn around uh, and point out that it's frequently hilarious. (laughs) And transparent bunk has its own quality in that you're not being deceitful if you're meant to be seen through the lie, right? Yeah, they're beautifully opaque. Or translucent, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm lost. I'm Andrea. Their straight-to-DVD movie, Mustache and the Wig, was actually surprisingly good. Mustache and the Wig. Damn it, Mustache. You're a loose cannon. What do you mean? I just get rainier beer on me, and then I go fight crime. What about you, Wig? You just look cute. I'm sick of your cuteness. Let's go fight crime. Mustache and the Wig. That was pretty good. (laughs) Not worth the $5 I paid for it, but good. Okay. Steven, do you have one more compliment? Yeah, um... So, like, so I, I, I've known the, the three of them, Ezra, Alex, and Chris, for a while now. Um, really? Because they never mention you. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, so, but back in, back in the 2005, um, when we were at college, we were, um, we were pretty drunk, and we were joyriding around in Alex's car, and um, we hit a guy and killed, uh, killed him. Uh, we didn't want the authorities to know, so we uh, took him out and buried him in the wheat fields. Um, and promise that we'd never mention this to anybody again. So I just want to compliment them for honoring that part of the agreement. Guys, why are we recording this? This is so incriminating. <laughs> it's like the Nixon taste, man. They'd know we'd not be recording, all right? We just got to keep the tape rolling. It's fine, as It's fine. Just keep fucking digging, all right? Yeah, just keep digging. There's so much blood. Steven. Yeah, guys. <laughs> You're a little too drunk. Give me your beer. You know what I love is that we live in a world where Sparks is always going to be legal. Thank God for that, at least. Steven, stop hugging me. This is not the time. You just feel so good. Why is your skin so soft? That's our show. Thank you so much for joining me, Anna and Andrea. Indeed. It was an honor. And thanks so much for being here, Stephen. It's my pleasure. Stephen, do you have anything you want to pimp? Uh, check out my spinoff, Carter's Martyrs, when it comes out. Great. So go ahead and check that out. Please join us next week when Readin' and Wheat puts out their review of the Twilight trailer, the long-awaited body by bullshit finale, and a surprise. We are out of here. Sound effect, callback. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have something